job. It's Romy Mack, and you're listening to Two Cents Exclusives. I love you, Imani. back in this thing man uh, another episode of two cents exclusives i'm privileged in this position to have uh one of my best friends well, not just through podcasting but through my air force days you know what i'm saying to have uh jay philly on the show what up man what's going on man thanks yeah, for having me yeah yeah here we go we're just gonna get straight into it man you see what's going on in the world you know, every day's day, uh, rioting and protesting now being um a person in law enforcement, my man, for the longest time. Is this a prelude to a civil war in America? Uh, that's tough. That is. I wouldn't uh, say civil war, but definitely it's got everybody's attention right now. Uh, hopefully in, in the right sense that we're moving forward and filing some kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you would really fix this. Uh, it's tough, man. Because, like I said, I'm in the middle. You know, I got both sides so I, I got a lot of friends that are in law enforcement military and a lot of friends that are minorities so like I feel for both right now but I understand the the lot of voices is the minority right now yeah well um what do you think about like systematic racism and it's and its impact that it's had and it has on our um current climate in America as you can see how how things are, are going you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah it's all it's always gonna be there I don't, I don't think you can even if, even if you have policies in place, you can't change someone's way of thinking, you know. And you try to hopefully, you know, you can you can set some things up in, in corporations and and things that try to mitigate, you know, racism. But it's it's just the feeling that people have, and right. it's hard to it's hard to check that. I got you. Well, as a cop, man, what um what should have been done in this situation? with uh with george floyd okay you get a call um I, what exactly happened i didn't really i didn't really know what the uh, the ins and outs as far as yeah. what happened with I the think case the backstory was that he was trying to pass a counterfeit mm. uh currency that's what i did here yeah right so, counterfeit 20 right so if you're on on call or you're working that day if you get that call it's not really something that you're going to heighten your awareness you know you still don't want to go into being nonchalant and complacent right but still, you still wouldn't go in there thinking you're gonna potentially take someone's life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how to escalate it to that point. Uh, I know in law enforcement, you know, we're taught to look out for each other, and also once a situation is at hand, it's now you're a first responder. So if you were to hurt someone, you're gonna render air to that per- or aid to that person because that's what you're there to do, you know. Uh, and then also, the guy had three co-workers with them, four co-workers that should have checked them, you know? And then for them to sit there and watch that happen without even, hey, man. Yeah, they did nothing. Nothing. They didn't, they didn't do a fucking thing. Right. That's what makes it hard to watch because you could have eliminated that whole scenario with one person looking out yep. for their, their co-worker or their partner and saying, hey, hey, man, get up, you know? Had you seen Dave Chappelle's um, eight-minute, oh, 12-minute thing he just did talking about the what happened? Like, they just, like you said, they just sat there. They didn't do a fucking thing. They didn't tell them to stop. They didn't do nothing. You know, you had people looking on and record, obviously recording. But, I mean, what were they going to do? To go out there, then their life is in danger. You know what I'm saying? It's just a, an unfortunate situation to for us to to have witnessed on on screen. You know, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It just makes you, makes you think. That's how... For me, it's nothing personal. Like, I don't judge someone for, you know, how they act or, you know, the, the crimes they commit. You right. Know? I, I'm, we're all flawed mm-hmm. as humans, you know? And I, I treat people fairly, and, you know, how you act is how I act. Mm-hmm. I don't judge you. You can have one felony or 40. I'll still treat you with respect, you know? And that's what it boils down to. And you can see in this video that it's, that humanity is lost, you know? And that's a human person. It's a human life, man. It's a human life. Regardless of you hate the person for the color of their skin or you know it's still someone's son you know father yeah that that part is what i think causes all the riots and the outrage right now and um i'd say as a father of a black son man you know 
how how do you as a as as a, as a white guy you know how did how do you explain this being a cop one and then two having to explain you know you're the father of a black child that this very well could have happened to how do you how do you deal with that well right now uh he's eight yeah so that conversation i try to i mean he, the only thing he's he's seen a youtube video of it and then asked me what i do that to someone you know and i told him no and that's where it stopped but i, I think i'll have the conversation with him when he's a little older and can realize right and understand what he's really talking about you know yeah. I don't want to form an impression on them. Yeah. Get them scared of right. the police or so that's definitely an important conversation right. for anybody to have. So how is the how has it been within the city now with you guys like since the since the aftermath of this like how how are the citizens of uh of the you know of your of your city of your city uh, treat, treating you? Well, uh, where I'm at is kind of it's not really city uh, lifestyle, so it's okay. kind of slower pace. Okay. You know, we had a protest at the at our courthouse. It was probably 10 to 15 people, peaceful, you know, signs and everything. Uh, but I understand it. Uh, but I'm still cautious, you know, in my surroundings. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's looking at me or who doesn't like me, just for the simple fact that I'm, uh, you know, in law enforcement. Yeah. Have you ever been, whether it be military or outside of the, of the military, ever been on a force where you've seen, like, someone displaying, like, forms of racism towards you know um minorities or something like that yeah i I could say just weird conversations i wouldn't say like racist to a suspect but just conversations in in a patrol car okay you know and then you know if we don't know each other and that's our first time working together then it's the awkward conversation like hey my family's mixed you know Mm -hmm. then it just it's just weird you know and then a lot of people assume that i would side with them just because i'm white you know, <clears throat> so I would say that, but I've never seen anybody racist to like a suspect or, okay. or treat someone unfairly. Okay, um, <laughs> let's see here. So, why do you feel like it took so long for white America to get on board with ending like police brutality the way that they, you know, they got folks out there right now that's kind of like joining hands, uh, joining arms, really locking arms in front of black protesters just like to make sure that the cops don't do anything to them because they're using their white privilege in a sense, you know what I'm saying, to kind of shelter their friends that are that are of color. Why do you, why do you feel like it took so long for um, white America to get on board? Why was this case so much different than all the other unarmed black, um, you know, folks that had had issues with uh, with law enforcement? Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it, I feel like we just go full circle. I remember when we first originally started our podcast, it was the Kaepernick, you know, uh, <coughs> topic. And he was trying to tell us, warn us by taking a knee, you know, that, hey, this is a problem. We should address it. And I feel like it's spiraled out of control. And with social media, just it's, it's caught on camera. I mean, you can't not see it and, and feel a certain type of way, you know. People, people's voice, but video and actual, you can hear him crying out for help and his mom. And it's, it's I mean, unfortunately, this is where we're at. And it's got to change. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I just, I, I just wonder how, how, you, how it wasn't seen before. You know what I mean? Like, uh, collectively by society, and brilliant idiots. Great podcast with Andrew Schultz, comedian Andrew Schultz, and radio personality. And I guess you could say comedian. He's just a funny guy, Charlamagne the God. And they were speaking on it, and it was like, why, why now? And then they're kind of alluding to the, to the reason that now is because of the fact that oh, yeah for the f- simple fact that everybody's bored you know what i'm saying like no everybody was busy you know what i'm saying it was too busy with their own lives to care about this one this one or this two or this three or multiple black lives that keep getting taken out they're just worried about themselves you know what i'm saying and but now with this everybody's been in quarantine you know what i'm saying they right. forced to stay inside they've been wanting to get outside so what other way to get outside than to be, you know, uh, somebody that's in, um, in pro, you know, pro, protesting, you know what I'm saying? Just out there, got masks on, damn a six feet though. They, they just, everybody's around each other. Nobody's in the six feet, single file line or nothing. It's just, we're just, we're just out there, but that's, that might be one of the reasons that this is, um, going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of, man, I don't, I don't know what, what can be done. I mean, I, I can see that 
the quarantine and you're bored and you see it, you know, firsthand. But mm -hmm. with any of these scenarios, you know, I, of course we're humans and it's ego. And unless it directly affects you, you kind of like maybe you might, you know, at the time do a little bit of activism by Facebook sharing and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're not really fully committed mm -hmm. unless it hits you directly. You know. Yeah. Just like with coronavirus. I mean, there's a lot of people who think it's a conspiracy. They think it's not real. But it, until you know someone that has either passed or affected you directly, you kind of don't have full stake into it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So from us in law enforcement, and it hit us, like I, I could say that my coworkers and my peers have had this conversation, and, and it's definitely, it's, it's hitting home, and it's affecting everybody. Yeah. How do you, have you ever faced any criticism for being a cop? Yeah. Course. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I see just by wearing a shirt with a badge on it, you know, uh, I get weird, dirty looks, you know, uh, or if I interact with, you know, just my initial interaction with someone that I'm just talking to, they're yeah. hesitant to talk to me, open up until they figure out like, hey, man, he, he's probably not like the rest of them, yeah. you know, but that's on you. That's your onus. That's your uh, as law enforcement. You have to be out there in the community and talking to people. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't be us against them mentality. Growing up in Tampa, <coughs> what was it like um, as far as like the, I don't know, your, your interaction like with um, minorities, people outside your community? And did you ever see them have to be faced with anything dealing with the with the police? Uh, not really, but like I said before, like I, I feel like the reason why it's easier for me to interact on all sides of it is yeah. that... I was a single mom, so I got the luxury of living in, in the lower income areas and experiencing all different cultures and races. So when I yeah, when I interact with someone, I'm not like, this is the first time I've ever met you, you know? So I feel like that's a blessing and a curse because I was poor, but it's still a blessing, you know, to see yeah. the whole, the real America pretty much. How do you feel about the amount of protests right now in America, but matter of fact, let's say the world, you know, like it's just, it's a worldwide protest for George Floyd, which is beautiful to see, mm -hmm. whether that's white, black, Asian, Latin, everybody coming, you know, like together on this and taking a stand. How's that, how, how do you feel about the, like the, just the amount of protests that they have going on? Here, just in America, this is uh, 100% why I've served my country for this fact and the right for the people to do what they're doing. You know, I've been to other countries where you can't protest. You have to take it for what it is. And, and here, this is democracy working how it's supposed to work. You know, sometimes it might go violent, but hey, that's just, I mean... It's casualties of war, man. Right. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in the violence and stuff like that, but I know it happens because it happens on the good side too. So, but yeah, the protests are definitely something that is needed and it's hopefully a segue for change because you're not going to change anything without some kind of policy or, you know, some action from Congress. And Right. And speaking of which, they, they want to do a petition to have the KKK called a terrorist group. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, Tampa has a is a big got a big Confederate, you know, area or whatever, you know. So I wouldn't doubt that there's any, you know, K KKK something around such, you know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, what do what do what do you think the the outcome is going to be with uh, with this petition? Pull, um, pulling for that. I would hope that it can eradicate it, but like I said, it's a way of thinking. So even if you stop it from being out in the open, you still got some closet KKK members, you know? And uh, it's always it's always gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? To it's like terrorism. You know, we call terrorism or terrorists what they are. Terrorists, right? Right. But do we stop it? So I think it's just a proactive approach. Like if we see it, call it out for what it is, and hopefully enough of us can check it into submission. But I don't I don't necessarily think it will stop people from rocking with the KKK to be honest alright what do you think um cause we've been fighting terrorism for 17 years and probably longer than that shit we've been 
we've been fighting terrorism for 400 years shit let me tell it man <laughs> right. you know what I mean with all the, all the shit that's been going on towards uh towards black folk but uh you know as far as like this most recent uh form of uh what they consider uh inter- international terrorism yeah it's 17 you know seven yeah roughly 17 years um 18. yeah pretty much the thing is it's like there's a war within a war because here you have black folks fighting just to be considered equal you know what i'm saying and then you have and then you're relying on them to help you fight against this war against these people so you won't help the people that you have here but you want us to go and fight you know this this war over there you know what i mean it's like well let's take care of home first it'd be nice then you'll then you'll have people eat more eager to do that by you know changing systematic you know racism you know i'll say I mean? our biggest problem is is just like you know we've heard it throughout this uh term of uh donald trump's is collusion you know and i yeah. feel like we all no collusion <laughs> are a part of it at times because we do hear things that we should check yeah you know but we don't you know we let it just roll off our back but i think if more of us check things like that you know it will Hopefully, eliminate some of this. Like I said before, KKK, we might stop that. We might label them as a terrorist group, and then something else comes up underneath, you know? A new form of KKK. New form of KKK. (laughs) We got another another PO in here. Oh God. Of action. Being being a parent of black children, man, how do you and your spouse explain what's going on in the world? To them, you know, like, you know, kind of like, kind of like, kind of like bouncing off of what you, what you mentioned earlier. I mean, obviously, you wait until, um, you, know, J, you know, JJ gets older and the kids get, kid, get, kids get older. But do they ever ask questions to you guys, you know, concerning what's going on? They live in such a, a great, I would say, like a great um, world that they don't really have to worry about that. Uh, I could say, yeah, in a sense that we don't, we don't really try to talk politics and stuff like that. Or keep, you know. To them, you know, if me and Melissa have conversations and it's not appropriate for mm-hmm. them, we tell them to, you know, go play or whatever. But I mean, if they have a question and it's, and it's an honest question, of course, we'll answer it. But it's tough because you're still young. Yeah. I mean, your opinions are going to change, mm-hmm. you know, as you get older. Even ours. Ours, same. Like, Melissa was really, she was a seven-day Adventist, you know, and now she's completely opposite of that, you know, through just learning as an adult. So I don't want to... Brain, not, I don't want to say brainwash them, but put my opinion on them. I got you. So parents brainwash their kids, is what you're saying? Yep, they They do. They do. So do. Um, but uh, yeah, that's good. That's a good answer, man. Um, what the fuck happened to the coverage of of coronavirus in the media, man? <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> it's it's not the the, nah, the doomsday ticker like. We yeah, exactly. You know. Two months. It was the death uh, toll was rising. Yeah, I mean, it's not even speaking, you know, no, speaking on such, you know. So and it still is. There's still. Yeah, it's definitely still rising. Um, I think yesterday I had an alert from the news thing in Miami. It said like death, you know, death toll. Uh, it was like I think it had it went to 1,600 cases mm-hmm. like overnight and shit, you know. Right. But I feel like I'm not just the media in general. They like to instill fear in people. Now they see us moving about and not really paying too much. I wouldn't say paying attention to it, but we're mm-hmm. more I'm knowledgeable and we go out. Like me, I don't ever wear, really wear a mask out in the public, which is rolling the dice. All right, we're going to catch it right now in this fucking room. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? But I mean, just, just in, here in Hernando, like we haven't really even had that many active cases, you know, in my, because we're more out in the open. Yeah. You know, like you're in a hot spot down in Miami. Uh, but yeah, the coverage... But the cover just goes with trends, man. So whatever trend in there, just do you think it just highlighted the 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 impact of the media the way it did? Because I myself was a hypochondriac watching this shit. Like I coughed one time, oh shit, I got it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I sneeze, I sneeze two times in a minute. <clears throat> oh shit! Mm-hmm. You know, I I got it. Right. And then just like, damn. Do you think about well, if you got it? This could be the last time you see the people that you love. Like, whatever the last time you saw them, that was it. Right. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it, it really made you think. And it had, my anxiety was already fucked up from from the beginning. Even before, <laughs> even before Corona. Damn, you coughing and shit in here now. 
You know what I mean? Coronavirus! But then it's also bad timing because, like I said before, it's allergy season. Yeah, yeah and that's, and that's the thing. Season, you know? Did you have people at work coughing? Yeah, I, I'm i holding in coughs. Like, I went to Lowe's yesterday. And farts. I went to Lowe's yesterday and sneezed. And, like, I thought I was going to get jumped by people. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> it's just, who knows? Like, what if I'm the one spreading it? You don't want to be that guy. You know, and I could just be... I do, because then you ain't going to die. Right. But I could be a carrier, you know? But now it came... And I think we... The media, like before, they jumped the gun before we had full knowledge of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And now it's asymptomatic people don't spread it to people. It's not spread on surfaces like before. So we were wearing gloves and all those other things. It, really, it didn't matter, you know? I mean, I see people driving by themselves in cars with gloves on, masks. Yeah, still wearing gloves on. You know, and I'm like, what are you doing? You by yourself in a car? Let us go. Right. They might be trying to protect themselves for their own breath, though. Could be. You know, right? Because dragon, dragon breath is still. That's a whole other. That has been a serious issue for the longest. Now, (laughs) (laughs) that might be worse than coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Halitosis, man. With coronavirus coverage coming to an end, it seems as though a lot of organizations are trying to get back to normal in a sense. The NBA has decided that they're going to come back, I believe, July 31st. They're going to continue. With, I think they're going to play like maybe so many games. I think it's like 15 games or something like that. And and then they're going to have a playoff with 22 teams. What do you think about that, man? How do you feel if you're not in the 22 teams? Right, you didn't have a chance. To <laughs> <make it. laughs> you, you probably don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We gonna come back. That's a good point. <laughs> you probably didn't have a chance to make it. Don't worry about it. We gonna come back. We gonna get. We just a waste of time. Say, hey, we got a couple more games, man. We gonna come back. I think the business owners probably are worried about it because it's revenue lost. But Orlando having the huge impact of Disney being shut down and all that stuff. That's good for Florida's economy to have everything here. And for us being the government work, that might help out for next year's raises, hopefully. Because <laughs> we, we always need revenue coming in. And, and I'm telling you, Florida took a huge hit with, you know, the beaches being closed. We're actually supposed to get a raise. Yeah. I know. That's probably not going to <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, no, I'm, I mean, you got to... But then people were even saying if... I don't know. Anybody, whoever won the championship this year would have an asterisk because it was kind of like a... What asterisk? Like the trademark asterisk? No, like the championship would be not the same as winning a real championship because it's like a short oh, set. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's shit whack then. I'm not with that. You know? It's always going to be that way though. You know Just imagine saying? the finals. Like you usually have home court advantage. Now you're playing all seven games in Orlando. It's kind of... But then it's Disney. We did that on purpose. <laughs> Could be. money. He's like, y'all play all y'all games over here. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, we did. And that's, at the end of the day, everything's about money. I mean, we know that. So, but let me ask you this question. Yeah. As someone looking on the outside and in a way to possibly change what's going on even more, what if sports, NFL, NBA, being mostly minority, I would say, what, 95% minority? What if these players were like, we're not playing another game until something changes? They're under contract. Doesn't matter. Absolutely. They have to play. They're under contract. Some have guaranteed money. LeBron has guaranteed money. From sponsors. But that's the money he has that's guaranteed okay, listen, the sponsors. Listen, one year, like Nike, one I think. year of losing out and $20 million. Just do that. I mean, that would make change, honestly. Right. I'm, I'm all for it, but Brian, I mean, I've, I've said that. I want my ninety million. <laughs> and let me ask you another question: Do you think he would take a knee, LeBron? Take a knee. I, this, is, this is my thing. Because he, Cap- he's very, he's very. Outgoing. I get that. I get that. But do you think he's willing to lose a check? I think so. Yeah, he made enough money. This, I mean, it's no money, like more money. But listen, <laughs> let me be clear. But you know, what I'm saying. There's more than one way to support the cause. You got some people that are solely just posting memes and spreading awareness. I'm saying you got, you got a lot of white people yeah. in power that are wealthy. Yeah. Get their pockets. I'm just yeah, oh. that I mean you can do that. But what I'm saying as far as like the knee thing being taken, 
it don't have to, a knee doesn't have to be taken. You know what I'm saying? There's other ways that you can show solidarity with the very same cause that Kaepernick is doing. You know what I'm saying? I ain't taking a knee at work. You know what I'm saying? It's like before we start, uh, before I go do an airfield inspection or some shit like that, I get down on one fucking knee? No. You know what I mean? You guys, before you get in your squad. I'm, not, I'm saying, I'm taking, that is a metaphor. Right. Of knowing that if I do this, I'm going to probably get. That's the whole point of doing it. That's right. what a protest think, is. I'm asking you, do you yeah. think LeBron would be willing to, to die on the sword? Yeah. He's doing it right now. In a sense, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he keeps Kaepernick, speaking out. Kaepernick knew, like, man, he if I keeps take speaking thing, out. Well, like he's saying, I think that you could just make it a sponsorship thing. Like, you know what say, I'm saying? Like, each touchdown I make, I'll sponsor to the donation for, uh, you know, the black people. They have a group thing now for the no bond. So basically, they have a group now with the black people who are in poverty. They cannot afford to post bail mm-hmm. for small misdemeanors. Right. So there's a charity for that. And like he's saying, um, you don't have to take a knee because you know you're going to lose your whole paycheck if you do. Be smarter about it. <laughs> play the damn game. <laughs> right. And you get out of there. So talk sometimes shit. you have to play the game. Right. Play the game, then talk shit. Right. I just, topic, I just think, I just think Takashi Six Nine new song with Nicki Minaj came out. Oh. Yes, that song is going apparently all to charity for them bailing out of people who can't afford to bail out themselves. All right. Okay. Law enforcement guys. Street. And, and knowing some street shit, you know what I'm saying? Back home in Chicago. Shout out to the yeah. shot town for for my dog Grimo right here. Yes. But um snitching. You guys are cops. Right. <laughs> what is the policy <laughs> on fucking snitching? Because we need you to snitch. Why is he still breathing? Because oh. he's rich. But you can say the same thing for TI. Yes. Ooh shit. So y'all feel like TI snitch? The, and that's the thing. And all the other people who right. <laughs> But I'm saying that's that's the part yeah. that gets dicey because I mean there's no way you get caught with that many gun charges and I would tell you right walk now. on the streets. As a cop, now this is a, now ladies and gentlemen listening, this is a cop <laughs> telling you how this shit work. This ain't nothing ain't nothing personal. Don't TI, don't come for my motherfucking head. Um <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. If it, we gotta deal, if we gotta deal with, it, we're gonna deal with it. But you know what I'm saying? Don't come, don't come for us. This is the, these are the fucking facts. This guy's breaking down the fact that you got caught with these motherfucking guns, and um, you and your and your charge and your and your sentence was a little, a little on the short side. It was a little on the short side. Yeah. I'm saying a felony uh, or a felon with a gun is you're doing some time. Yeah, and we can look at um, Snoop Dogg because uh, <laughs> it was also talked about through Suge Knight, who used to be in prison with Snoop Dogg. He said Snoop Dogg had multiple charges, multiple gun charges, multiple drug mm-hmm. charges, paraphernalia, and he said this motherfucker got out three days later. <laughs> he says, and I'm still in prison. So you tell me if he ain't snitching. But he says people are still focused on Takashi because you know you got the rainbow hair, he's soft, he shouldn't be doing. That and the other. Mm-hmm. It's just more so not snitching, it's more so they jealous. I mean, even Mike Epps, if you watch his stand up, he calls the first 48 the first 48 snitches. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> as soon as they're in That's there, true. they snitch in the heartbeat. It was John, he poured the sugar. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. okay, let me, I'll, as law enforcement people in criminal justice, as a citizen. The military is more law enforcement than what we do. Or military, I've, I've pretty much yeah. done it all. Uh, how do you feel with uh, when you interact with law enforcement? Let me tell you, how the hell did this whole thing turn around on me in my own? Because well, we can't. <laughs> 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 you just started interviewing me. Because you're blind. But no, um, the question. But no. Uh, <laughs> no, but these are. Yeah, no, it's a great, a great question. I'm just, I'm just messing. But like my, my interaction with police, man. To be honest. I ain't never really had. I'm. I'm not. I'm not pulling no Lil Wayne shit by any means. I'm not saying that. You know what I mean. Um, shit does not happen to to black folk. But as far as me, I ain't really had no issues. I've had issues with a with a fucking manager at F in Fye in, in at Herbert Field, and um, what is the Santa Rosa Mall in 2004. We were just in there, just laughing. You know what I'm saying? They kicked us the fuck out. But as far as like. Cops go? I ain't had no real issue. You know what I'm saying? I never had to call 
And then, but I also felt like I don't want to have to call the fucking law because I don't know what they they might assume is I'm the problem. You know what I'm saying? They show up, up. Oh, hey, you. I had to do it, Johnson. Right. You know what I mean? Spring, just bring some crack on it here. You know what I'm saying? We we'll get out of here. Ask you another question. How about one of the the things that they're saying right now is to defund the police. So, what's your thought on that? That's really putting me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Defund the police. Um. Okay. It's a huge movement. Like it's that. a very huge movement that's going on right now with that. Uh, defund the police. I will say this. Um, you defund the police, it's a catch-22. You defund the police, you have the wild, wild west going on. I'll get to rob you at all costs. That's what the fuck I can do. But... If it means, uh, but the whole thing, like you said, affecting the pockets, like with the NBA players, if they, excuse me, if they stop um, playing, yeah, if they stop, if they stop playing the game, then maybe something changes. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, like I said, it's a catch twenty two. My thought, my personal thoughts on defunding the police. Hell yeah, defund y'all. I want y'all to feel the fucking wrath. If it means, if it means we gotta go wild, wild west, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it is. I want exactly. That's that, you know. You see what I'm saying? Well, let me. Let you me, feel me? And that's what the fuck is gonna be. That's why you gotta get. That's why you gotta go get yours. And that's why I'm working on getting my motherfucking pistol. Let me go. Let me go. Devil's advocate. Yeah. Right. The funding the police. So essentially taking money out of our pockets. Right. Right. But I feel like a lot of the the problems that you have in criminal justice and law enforcement is because we are defunded and we don't make it. Are you underpaid? We're on the same. Would you say? The, would you not say the same thing? Right with teachers? Absolutely. Fire department? Right. No. You don't think because they don't have power to change your life? Right. Fire, the fire department doesn't. No, and neither does the teacher. Has your house ever been on fire? That's a house maybe being on fire. Maybe being on fire every day. Somebody going to prison because let me see. If I pin this on you. Maybe I can get all the money in your pocket that you don't mm-hmm. fire. You might lose Jesus. your house, but you you still have your freedom. So if you're a big drug dealer, right? And I know you're a big drug dealer, and I know you got money in your pockets. I can do some shit to you. Take the money out of your pockets and not claim it as a loss. Then put you in prison. A teacher doesn't have any say. You can go to a new school. A house can burn down. You got insurance on it. You can get a new house. That doesn't affect your life. Your life is right. a misdemeanor, a felony charge. You're going to prison for a long ass time. <laughs> and I can tell you. We affect your life. Speaking so, just. I don't know, in America and the Constitution, the reason why we're in law enforcement and, and so heightened whenever we mess up is because you're taking away life, liberty, and, and the pursuit of happiness. And when we mess up, it's it's way worse than a firefighter, oh, absolutely. a doctor. There's no room, like, like, Dave, Ch- like Dave Chappelle says, like Chris Rock has mentioned in his, stand, in his um, stand-ups, there are certain jobs that cannot afford... To have long. bad apples. To fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he talked about, like, Chris Rock talks about in Tambourine, which is on Netflix. And you guys can watch it, like, to, you know, to reference, to uh, as a reference point. He mentions, like, uh, an aircraft pilot. You know what I'm saying? He's not at oh, well, we had, you know, one or two bad apples crash a plane. You know what I mean? You're not able to have that. You need to have something that is just about foolproof. You know what I'm saying? See, I can tell. I can... I can debunk his argument with the pilots is you have autopilot. So someone could take over the plane. Mm-hmm. We have no one to autopilot for us. No. You no can't one just drive a cruise down the street and no. say, maybe somebody will help No one out. can see us fucking up and about to crash and then and take over. You know? But that's why yeah. we have partners. It's even worse on, I say, probationers because probation officers because law enforcement can make a mistake and correct it. They can rewrite a check, a bad check, and cash it in. We can't rewrite a warrant. <laughs> right. Once you write that warrant, your ass is gone. Yeah. You can't be like, oh shit, I'm sorry you in jail, man. Um, that was a mistake. But I do, should be, with um, our job, it, it's it's really important because we get both aspects of the, of the job. So we get the law enforcement and the, also like the social interaction and trying to change yeah. more. You know? And I, I, to me personally, I'll tell you, I feel... A hundred times better when someone has changed their life and got out probation oh, yeah. than me putting handcuffs on someone and sending them to jail. You know, and that's a hundred percent real because I know most of the time when I do that, it's only solely based off a lack of resources that I have for that person. You know, in addition to 
they're on strong ass narcotics. Yeah. So they are a danger to not only themselves but everybody in the public. Right. And we ain't talking about weed. Weed is okay. You can smoke weed, go home, be high as hell. We talking about methamphetamine, PCP, K2 spice, some shit that turns into a zombie. Right. When you shoot a bitch and they still running around, they I'm, may kill you. I'm gonna ask y'all, man. What's the biggest misconception to you personally about being a cop? What is that that you feel like that you get from most people? What do you feel like the biggest? What is the biggest misconception that's going on in American society? What do you of, of being a cop to you? That we're racist, you know. Like I, I mean, there's bad. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> no, I'm saying like literally, someone will look at me with a badge and say I'm racist. Is it a Jewish nose? It could be. <laughs> I think it's his tone of his skin. Right, right. Simply because I'm, I'm a white guy mm-hmm. in law enforcement. So I, I can see, like, outside of the people I know, if I interact with another minority, they might look at me at, as being lumped in with the rest of everybody else. Right. As being racist. Uh-huh. And I think, do you well, think it's worse to be a, a token black guy or a token white guy? No, I think, I think being a black guy in law enforcement is worse. Yeah. Because then you're an Uncle Tom sellout. Yeah, like, because if you look into the media. Okay, uh, talk to me, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We had National Guard brought into Chicago. The only thing that the media focused on when they saw the National Guard was they chimed in on the only black guy standing to guard the post. His job, what he's supposed to do. (laughs) However, they looked at that as the Uncle Tom situation. And everybody's screaming, Uncle Tom, F you, you fucking, you know, everything in the book you can name that's racial. Biracial, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Long story short is, that man didn't budge a muscle, didn't move. I mean, he just doing his job. <laughs> Me, before this damn corona hit and this damn outbreak and this gentleman died, which is unfortunate, I was already in law enforcement, changing people's lives, doing what I was doing daily. Mm-hmm. So you can't turn around and say, you just got into law enforcement because you want to be Uncle Tom. Right. I'm from the same street you from. <laughs> so I did it for a check. <laughs> right. Point blank, period. I'm doing my job. If you want to go out there and purposely do something that is against the law that you know you can do tons of years for, and you're stupid enough to get caught, and then when I arrest you, don't say, can you let me go? Right. <laughs> what the fuck do you think I can do? <laughs> if I let you go, then I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm damn sure I ain't going to be your cell mate. Because right. you washing my drawers. All right. <laughs> and you're expertise as being law enforcement what do you think is going to come of this situation he's being charged with now second degree murder right you know what i'm saying so is he gonna it, uh, just all right legally speaking, straight legally speaking to bump it up to second degree might have hurt the whole scenario yep because now you got to prove his intent you know what I'm saying? Right. So unless you find some word right. on him saying now. he chose or, mm-hmm. or like had some some thoughts of killing this guy, he could either get acquitted. Okay. Now that'll be a mistake. Now right. let me ask you this: What do you think is going to happen in America when this motherfucker gets off? Because be if you worse. want it purge, excuse me. If you like want my if you want my opinion on this. He's not going to get charged. I can see it happening. Total anarchy. He got charged. I don't think he'll be... No, I mean, guilty. I think he's going to get found... I don't think he's going to get found guilty. That's just me. Anybody listening, take it up with me. I would say otherwise. But well, I don't know. Let, I don't I'm going to let you... Like I said, I'm not as educated on... reason why... I'm not educated on... So, again, on police. But I don't know, police. Minnesota, if you can get... Only reason why I would say otherwise... Is because many people chimed in who are experts at training. Mm-hmm. Chiefs of police, regular policemen, even his own chief, who fired him immediately, who is black, mind you disagreed in the lack of training that he used to maneuver this gentleman and put your knee on okay. his neck. All right. That is not a train. That, I'll take that part that you're saying. Not to cut you off. Explain to me Rodney King. That was... What What part of training was that shit? <laughs> nobody... This is, this is, nobody was fucking... Well, it it, it didn't happen. They weren't found this, guilty. This is, this is but see, this is how when I talk to my wife and we talk about things like this, I, it's a... Whenever these scenarios happen, it's an emotional debate, an argument. Well, I mean, I like to talk to facts, but no, no. I'm just saying, you, right, go, right. you go ahead. No, 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 I'm saying, yeah. across, the, across the nation, it's right. emotional, because you wouldn't have people burning shit down, and, and, and looting, and rioting, and protesting, unless it was an emotional argument. The, the facts are, 
unless you change how we can operate and how we perceive things, it's not going to change. So, me and him, we're kind of, we have a lot of gray area by saying, I perceived this guy was going to kill me. This guy had the, the means to do it. I'm a smaller guy. So, if I'm fighting Troy, I can... I would already kill you. Right. But I'm saying I can already <laughs> escalate what I'm going to do. Yes. Just for the fact that he's bigger than me. However. Eh, am I not yeah, right? True. But you guys are missing a lot of this story. The main focus was the question. The question was, do you think he'll be acquitted? Yes. Because. Well, I, I said the, the same thing. training. When you train somebody to put your knee in a certain place, we put it in the shoulder blade at the back. And you're not placing it in a lethal right. spot on the body, which is the neck purposely are then at that point hurting him. In addition to that, they have eyewitnesses on camera recorded him saying, I cannot breathe. Mm -hmm. On top of that, after his lifeless body stopped moving after four minutes, you continue to stay on top of him. Right. So if that is not murder, <laughs> it's I am going to go put my neck on yes. a whole I can see maybe it will go with the intent because yes. after that time when you knew he was dead exactly. and you kept doing it, right. I, I can see that. And then also we're taught in law enforcement, there's a thing, positional asphyxiation. Correct. So, to lay someone in cuffs, prone, for a long period of time is not something that any one of us are trained. Even if you were to pepper spray someone, mm -hmm. you set them up. You have to aid yes. to the person. Once you get them in cuffs, shoot somebody, you have the scenario is over, <laughs> then you're first responder. Absolutely. I, that's why we're taught first aid. Everything he did was wrong. <laughs> On top of the fact that, what you, chiming back into what you said, you said, um, you know, he was bigger than him. The issue with that is he had several cops on him. Right. He had cops with his knees on his legs all the way up to his neck. And at that time, he was cuffed. He had no threat. He was not moving. They could have been de-escalated force. Mm -hmm. When force, that's just basic training, you know, when that's even military. You know, when, uh, when a certain amount of force is applied, you know, and if it de-escalates, you have to de-escalate with it. You can't increase. Right, right. Yeah. And you can't, you can't put somebody at a higher level than what they're at. You have to literally manage them at what level they're at and try to learn how to de-escalate. That's your only job. <laughs> you don't sit there and be like, you know what, since you did this to me earlier, I think I'm going to fucking kill you. What, what you're saying is correct in a sense if it was a one-on-one -on -one battle and he was without anyone arresting this big gentleman and he placed him on his back and maybe put his foot on his neck to gain, you know, control. Mm -hmm. Yes, that would be all right. But the amount and the length of time that he placed it on a vital organ, even after the gentleman said I couldn't breathe, was wrong. Right. Knowing that you had five people backing you up. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I think, obviously, he's going to be charged. It's no way, it's in absolutely no way that they're not going to charge this guy. Okay, now the question is, what do you feel like they're going to charge him? What, how, what type of sentence do you think he's going to have? If, if, if indeed you feel like he's going to be found guilty. It could be, in a sense, like a Takashi situation. You guys assume that Takashi went to jail for two years. You never saw him at a jail cell. So, with that being said, they can give him what they want. They just will never disclose the prison that he's at. Mm -hmm. They more than likely will put him in a protection program. And he would probably never see a day in jail. The thing is, how would you know that? It's only going to satisfy your need to see across the screen he's serving five, ten years. I don't think he's going to be life or the death penalty. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But for people to be satisfied, they're going to please you. <laughs> they're going to give you what you want. But in reality, he probably never see a day in jail. Right. Because the risk is too high. Another question. I'll... Go ahead. Yeah, I got to just pose on you guys. This is so just thinking... Philly's exclusive. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but just thinking, just thinking a way forward and being a leader and in the military. And I know one thing that they harp on is, is owning your mistakes, right? Okay. Because you can't move forward unless you own your mistake, right? Okay. So wouldn't it be cool or something that for a department, even if you messed up or you felt like you're doing the right thing, to put him out in the public eye and just state what happened and he's apologetic rather than just holding them back and letting like now there's no transparency so you think like they're trying to to, to cover for him you know if he just came out and said hey this is what I did I felt like I'm doing the right thing I'm sorry for the loss I didn't mean to kill this guy yeah. you don't think this would stop a lot of the, the stuff that's going on it would not dissipate it would increase yes <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you like this he gotta pay with his life 
Absolutely. You know why? Not even just because of what he did. Right. All the other shit from the past. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 400 I'll, years. I'll give you the, the case in shit. Dallas where that mm-hmm. police officer went to the wrong apartment and mm-hmm. shot that guy. She deserves mm-hmm. to die. Mm-hmm. But listen to what I'm saying. And when she got sentenced, she said her, her apology, right? Mm-hmm. And the brother of the victim hugged her and said, I forgive you. That's that's because they're on some religious shit. And religion, that's what religion, religion, listen, let's, what I'm let's be real. Let's be real, man. Being a man about it. Like, you can, you can have hatred in your heart. Yeah, yeah. A lot of you things. Can. But you if can. you own it, like, what if you just came out and said, hey, man. I would have shot him. Because you killed my brother. You can't get that back. Nah, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I, I forgive you in a sense so it doesn't hurt me, but you still got to pay. But would you, would you like for that guy to come out and say what he did? Like just, just that guy was a pure racist period. <laughs> he ain't coming out saying nothing. That that makes you so he'll get charged with more charges. Right, right. But I'm saying I, I, you could mess up. He doesn't even look stable mentally when he was putting his fucking foot on somebody. No, you don't, you don't do that and be. Like, no, hey, man. Eight minutes. Just, eight minutes and forty six seconds. That's yeah. just literally just right in the head. you killed them yeah. off of knee on the neck. You know what I'm saying? No, no, fuck all that, man. Right, yeah. You going, you going, you going to get this work as Loaded Luck says. You going to get this work, yeah. and uh, he can come out and say that he did whatever. See that that biblical shit is what's going to get people to be like, oh, you know what? It's right. Like again, excuse me, Dylan Roof, the motherfucker, the, the church came out saying we forgive you. Fuck all that, though. Don't, don't, don't get me, don't get me wrong. That's if that's what you want to do, that's great. That's great, man. But um. You got to make an example, just like they make an example. Absolutely. You look at Willie Lynch letters, it's, that's what it's there for. Discipline us in front of the public so that nobody else does that shit. Mm-hmm. So it can be the very same thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You shot nine people, nine black people in a church. You should pay with your life. They should line you up Absolutely. and shoot you. And each member of that so family. The eye for an eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hammurabi's code. Damn right. I'm all for that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, again, these these different ideologies, you know what I'm saying? It would prevent a lot of things. If I know that you're going to... Okay. But Here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Well, let's say Walmart. No, no, let, me, let me ask you this. I gotta go. All right, Walmart, hold on, let me give... Sorry, sorry. Hold on, hold on, on Kanye. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Lex Kelly like. mindset where it's an eye for an eye, right? Right, right, right. I'm a Robbie's code. That's how I'm a Robbie's code, yeah. Yeah. So, you could say the same thing, but before we were talking about the KKK and making them a hate group. Mm-hmm. But you can't control people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. No, no matter how much you try to make a policy or, or or debate it or or stop someone from saying something, you can still think horrible thoughts, man. And you can't ever change that, right? Mm-hmm. So with the same thing, like an eye for an eye. So with pedophiles, We're I know meeting it, hate with hate. Right, hate with hate. But in I think it was Alabama or something. They were trying to go where you were castrated if you were a pedophile, right? And there was something that they put on the on the table to try to pass it. But say you do that, you castrate someone, that guy still can't mentally think of molesting children? Of course he does. Right? So how do you change it? Kill him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in reality, you can't. It's like he's saying the world is ran off of religion. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's, the, and that's what I'm saying. Let's just say, see, this makes sense to you, right? Walmart, let's just say Walmart is a Christian a Christian company. Mm-hmm. We go into Walmart. We take I don't know whatever whatever fuck we need. We need we TVs, get we, we get TVs. You know what I'm saying? We get t- we get a t- we take a TV out. We take um, I don't know a whole bunch of games for for JJ. We uh, yeah. we get all this shit out of there. We steal it. We come back. We say we're sorry, and they're just supposed to forgive us, or they're gonna charge us. Well, no, no, I'm not saying he he wouldn't be charged. I mean, as far as like we should be found guilty and all right, this right. stuff, when the punishment is being done right. to us but what for I'm stealing saying is, this shit. I'm saying uh, human human emotion and human, unless you're a psychopath, you can. It's very hard for you to hide a true emotion. So if you were really remorseful, you're gonna see that on camera. Mm-hmm. If that guy was just up there like just saying some statement that he wrote, and unless he's practicing right now. No, but I'm saying you get them out quick. Actors. <laughs> right. I tell you. Who knows, man? Yeah, but it's a... It's obviously, a, it could be also an agenda that it was pushed by somebody higher up, and he could probably not possibly be charged at all. I'm trying to tell you guys. Most of the things that hit the media and the live stream... Okay, so let's just put it in perspective. How in the hell was he able to just 
put his neck on him and kill him like that without nothing happening. So you're, you're nobody was around. And you lean one person recorded and it was a perfect picture. It's not perfect. Then after that, it hit the media and it just flooded the media. Took over Corona, by the way. Let's not forget the fact that people yep. were running. He ended up killing uh, the meme. He ended a pandemic. There was a, there was a meme um, that said that Kaepernick took a knee, nothing happened. Exactly. This guy took a knee and it ended the pandemic. Too soon, in my 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 personal personal On opinion. On top of the fact, but looking to one more thing, when that when the people ran into that pawn shop, killed that old man who was eighty one years old. He was a black retired chief of police. Mm-hmm. Nobody marched about that. Nobody is still marching about that. The lady came out recently, about a week ago, and stated the facts. This is all planned. This is an agenda because my uncle, who was black, was a retired chief, 81 years old, was just doing, you know, a little duty at the pawn shop. You guys ran there and killed him, and nobody discussed it. Nobody came out with it on the media. It's just gone. So they only pick up stories, obviously, that's going to draw attention. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and from the beginning. Right. Because there's no difference. There's no difference. Between, because one life lost is one life. I mean, there's no life more important than the other. And then they talk about black and black crime. You know, because I, I would, I mean, there was like a rash back to back to back. So it was the Georgia case when the guy was jogging. Right. The girl in uh, Louisville, Long Kentucky, Ridge. that was chilling in her house and they had the no-knock fucking warrant and they yeah, came in blazing yeah. and killed her. And she was an EMT worker. And that dude that they were looking for was already in custody in another county. So they fucked up the whole Oh, yeah, they going to jail. Thing. But there, no, there's no charges brought to them yet. But they just passed a law saying that they eradicated the no-knock warrant. So now you have to knock and identify yourself. But that's a that's a common practice in in certain states where you don't law enforcement don't have to identify themselves. All right, question for you guys. Um, I'm gonna close. I'm gonna close with this actually. What um, do you feel? What would what would you change about the interaction between law enforcement and citizens? Namely, namely minorities, really. You know what I'm saying? So, what, what would you guys do to improve the uh, the interaction between black, black minorities and um, and law enforcement? I would uh, at least have one black officer on site with a white officer. <laughs> that way, you could uh, at some point eliminate and you know deteriorate people from saying this is a racial issue. Because most people say, okay, you got two heads in the car. Most of the time, you'll see one cop pull up, and the next cop pull up, and the third cop pull up. They're all white. Then you see a motherfucker with their arms on the back of the car getting searched for drugs. The dog apparently has alerted on your vehicle. And then now they got all the shit. But I would think if they had more black officers that would show up to the scene in a situation such as they were a black person, then a lot of this, you know, um, I say racism or just false racism or whatever they call it could be eliminated. Perception. Yeah, perception because not every situation is a racist, you know, moment. It's just you gotta do your job. Right. You sell I mean, anything looks bad. If yeah, you had four you know, white cops arresting four one, white cops, one Spanish black dude, guy, it's over. One four cops and one <laughs> Spanish dude, it's over. It looks yeah, the optics look bad. It's just I think more more multicultural policing, should I say. <laughs> And they don't do that. They hire more whites than do blacks as officers. That's obvious and that's evident. But the fact is is that they need black officers. Period. It would eliminate a lot. Okay. Alright. Well, um, you gave your piece too, right? Uh... No, all right. Oh, well, the white cop has nothing. You don't want to <laughs> see it get better. No, no. Holy hell! I mean... But that lumps in the perception of who I am as an as a person that's sworn to protect people and mm-hmm. you know. My the perception of me is someone that's possibly racist, you know? With any interaction. Yeah. And and it's I get cases that are minorities in my profession and at first they're hesitant to even talk to me. And then I start to talk to them and I talk normal and I'm not I mean you see it in our job. Yeah. Some people they don't even know how to interact with a different race you know and it's it's just about like I said before I grew up in a more poor upbringing and I was in more of a minority lifestyle alright well I lied I said that was the last question or I said why, why do white cops, cops tend yeah. to um take jobs in black take jobs in black neighborhoods you know what I'm saying if they're uncomfortable being you know what I mean 
uh, a police officer and dealing with certain behaviors? Uh, once again, you can go back to the media, but there's a perception of how people of color and minorities are perceived in this country. I don't know why there's a fear of minorities. Well, you can you can also reverse it. Um, in my office, we have all black, basically, maybe two whites. Mm-hmm. So when the white people come in, which is 98% of people on probation, they walk in and they'll be like, oh, can I see officer? Uh, oh, I am the officer. <laughs> or they'll get the boss and she's black too. Right. And then they fellow. So we had a guy who was really racist. He walked in one day. And he's like, I don't want to see these effing monkeys. Where is my officer? <laughs> so it gets to a point where it becomes reverse racism. So we'll think the same that they'll think. If it's too many blacks, then it's wrong. If it's too many whites, then it's wrong. So I think there has to be an even number, like a balance. Mm-hmm. And then you wouldn't have any like second guessing. Like what? One cop show up, another cop show up, white and black, period. Right. You can't have all. If I was a chief of police or a deputy, I'd be like, is he an African-American that you arrested? Yes. Okay, we need, I would call my African-American, you know, we need such and such car to go to such and such, you know, without question, period. Because but I, that's going to eliminate all that. He was racist. He called me N-word. He right. did all this, you know. I would say, just race aside, we can see this case study and this guy that did this shouldn't ever been in law enforcement. Yeah. You know? Because he's not he's not in the right state of mind. He can't handle himself. I mean, I've seen cops do a great job, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, at every scenario. Because this is what they want to do. You know? I'm not even saying this guy, he could be in there for a check like a lot of people are in this group. Of, uh, yeah, my check is small. Though. Right? <laughs> and it's small. But then I don't think we would be here unless we wanted to do it. I mean, you pick criminal justice for a reason. I'm trying to leave it. <laughs> for a reason. That's what you did. I mean, there's something something in you that wants to Because it was easy. It was an easy age. Yeah, I respect his honesty. Right. And that's what it is. I had a lot of messed up people in my life that I felt like if I do this job, I can at least... Help. You wanted to help people. I want to help you know? people. Right. At some Ultimately. point, I did. But then once I got in and I saw the devils that were here, Right, and there is, like, and there is, and, and you can easily, <laughs> I say in this career field, you can easily get sucked into following along with some, some bad apples, because it just is what it is, you know? Yeah. Mm, these bad apples are costing a lot of lives. Absolutely. I mean, from a media standpoint, it's costing a lot of black lives, what I think. and then I'm sure that it's going, I mean, it's majority white people in America, so I'm sure that their lives are being cost as well. But right now, the focus is definitely on the inequality that's going on with the with the black folk. Right. You know, so, I mean... Anytime you got white people uncomfortable, then there's definitely a problem. Yeah. They're going to shoot you or <laughs> kill you. <laughs> no, no, not, not, I'm saying a problem. No, I'm just like, saying, like, with the, they got issues now with this shit. Right. With the fact that black folk are being killed. they feel uncomfortable and they want to, like, justify who they are as a person. Oh, I'm not... I hate that when I went to Claremont. Actually. My buddy's mom. If you have to like put a uh, said, caveat, I'm not black. You know, uh, see, you're my son. You're right. in my house, and we're all white. That's it. All this stuff makes. I'm saying that's just you trying to be nice because people are probably saying you're racist. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like when when white people have to go on Facebook and mm-hmm. justify what's going on mm-hmm. and make it seem like it's not the case, mm-hmm. then they have some something in them that could be borderline. I don't want to say racist, but they have some prejudice and some upbringing that makes them feel uncomfortable with this topic. Like for me, I'm like, yes, I've seen firsthand, man. I've seen people look at my wife weird. I've seen people look at me weird. You know, racism. I've had friends that have interacted with people that didn't like them just because they're black. You know, it happens. Oh, yeah. You can, I mean, there's not one person in America that said racism doesn't exist. Lil Wayne. Honestly. Honestly. I haven't really had many encounters. Lil Wayne but, said he don't someone, believe in racism. But you know it exists. It, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Because, yes, absolutely. I would just say it. Keep it at that. Lil, Wayne's, Lil Wayne believes that it doesn't exist. He doesn't, he doesn't believe in racism. But then at the end of the day, I wouldn't. I would say don't judge all people in law enforcement with this bad outcome. Lil Wayne wants some money. That's what he wants. That's, that's my... He want to kiss his daddy. 
Oh, here we go with this shit, bro. Here we go with this shit, man. Look, man, before we fucking close out, uh, like I said, man, I want to thank my, I want to thank my brother, um, Jay Philly, for being on the show. Uh, Two Cents Exclusives, man. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to kick out as many episodes as possible. I appreciate Grind Mode getting here in time so that he can hijack Jay Philly's interview as well and being and well, being here. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And appreciate that. And definitely be um, be sure to check out the latest from. From grind mode right now, you know what I'm saying, M- music wise, man. Actually, tell them, tell them where they can, um, where they can listen to it. Well, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes under Johnny Den and Grind Mo, or you can see me by myself on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com/grind-mo. All right. All right, and then of course the man to be right now in this moment. This is your moment. I mean, wanted to have to Kanye you or nothing like that with uh, with Grimo, but I'm gonna let you finish. You know, but Grimo was the greatest rapper of all time, Absolutely. of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, you know, let them know Jay where they can find you, bro. We are on. Well, actually, we haven't had season two even start yet. As a podcast, yeah, we don't make it racist too. Right, just enough trouble. We had we had a good we had a good thing going. We uh, did. Unfortunately, life hits you. I deployed. We still uh, just don't let you know. Right, but you can find us on Anchor. Effort is everything, man. Right, it is, and consistency definitely helps. But we're we're gonna get better at it. So yeah, I see that happening. Yeah. So let them know where they can find. Let them know where they can reach you. What's your, what's your um, social media? What's your Instagrams? Uh, right now it's J Phil. I gotta look it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Take your time. Uh, Jphil8080 is where you can find us. Jphil8080, you can find J J Philly yep. on on Instagram as well as Hip Hop Veterans 22, other brothers in arms. Whether that be law enforcement, whether that be Air Force, just all working together and making things happen, and that's pretty much what we wanted to do. Like we asked a lot of hard questions that a lot of cops probably wouldn't even want to answer today so i mean hopefully you guys appreciate that um we appreciate you listening but um as always this is romy mac and um this is two cents exclusive and we out peace